you're listening to the Red Diamond Courier, an Elder Scrolls podcast. Here are your hosts, Bob Chichinsky and Dog Bark 24. Welcome everyone to episode 101 of the Red Diamond Courier. Wow, wow, it's so cool to say that. I am your host, Bob Chichinsky, here as always with my good, good friend, Dogbark24. My dude, what is up? How are you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good, man. So even after 100 episodes, you're still going to say the same thing every time, huh? Uh, yeah, why would I change? You're right. Uh, You're right. <laughs> we have a good system here. If it's not broke, don't fix it. <laughs> exactly. So, so, yeah, this week we are here uh, celebrating the ever fantastic TESO October, which uh, is a much better spelled hashtag than it is to pronounce. Uh, but, anyways, if you guys aren't familiar on Twitter, um hashtag teso october that's you know a good little pun thing uh a bunch of artists and content creators come together to do cool stuff based on different themes throughout the month there's a calendar out there for you to get behind the themes if you're wanting to participate as well um i as far as i know we're the only podcasters who embrace it but hey man it's fun and uh it's always something that we enjoy doing and it kind of breaks up the you know our routine so episode 101 perfect time to get into uh tes october and uh it's just gonna be it's gonna be a great time so this week uh we chose to embrace the theme of sea so we are going to be talking about the infamous sea elves because uh, they got some pirates in their ranks and we're dealing with them during the High Isle, you know, year-long story. So when better time to talk some sea elves? Um, you know, we don't have crazy long episode planned for you or anything. We're not going lore cast deep on it, but we're just going to talk about, you know, sea elves in ESO and, you know, where you can find them cool stuff like that so anyways uh thank you guys for coming and hanging out and checking us out we do of course have some news first and we actually have a bit of news for you guys so a uh, big thing of this is news we got plenty to talk about dogged why don't you uh get them started all right well between uh this episode and our last episode good old episode 100 uh, the High Isle event finished up, and I was able to get in a few more reps of the trial. My fastest completion of it was 42 minutes, which, you know, I was pretty proud of. And I was able to get a few runs with that group that stayed around the 45-minute mark, which is pretty impressive considering that my average runs before that were well over an hour, like an hour, five minutes, hour, ten minutes. So having that nice 42 minutes, 45-minute runs were pretty nice oh yeah that's awesome i definitely missed out on that one i think i got like two trial runs in the entire event <laughs> yeah and then i got on the last morning of the event and to very quickly get tickets and such and i noticed that the only thing i was missing was my oak in order guards so i bought them with tickets since i had nothing else to use tickets on pretty much 
Later, I was logging in through different characters for Ritz, and my warden healer, of all things, had five unopened box. One of them had the guards that I was missing. So that was, you know, terrible, ironic RNG right there. Just, <laughs> just sitting there. Yep. That's, uh, that sounds about right, man. That's how it goes. That happened to me a couple of times. I, like, had them in my inventory, but I didn't do them, and I went open on other characters and on the same one. I mean, I know it's not curated, but still, it's like, wow, it feels like a slap in the face. Yeah. Yeah, especially since I only got on that healer to do uh, the trial for the box. Right. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, overall, though, it was a pretty good event. You know, I enjoyed it for what it was worth. I didn't get to play as much as I wanted to, but, you know, such is life in 2022. Yeah, I had a few good days of the event, but, yeah. That's good. That's what it's all about. So we do have another event happening currently, right? And uh, that's cool. The Explorers Celebration. Yeah, that lasts until the 17th. So a couple more days at least. That's cool. Yeah. And for this one, we've got double resource nodes, gold and experience. Everyone's favorite things. It's like the trifecta of favorite things (laughs) that you could double. Um, then we've got three day downtime of double experience until the witches festival starts. So, I mean, basically we're just on a double XP train here, you know, and you know how fast the new life festival comes after witches festival. So start stacking that double XP, everyone. That's all I could say. Yeah. If we, uh, reach a hundred, uh, 100% completion of the, uh, event completion thing for the high Isle event we could have had it like back to back to back to back events but we didn't get it and i'm definitely okay with that because having you know that nice three-day downtime in between three events is nice to have because i'm probably going to log on to eso for like five minutes each of those days before i go into a witches festival yeah nah i feel you I mean, but you know me, I'm going on vacation right after this uh, episode, so yeah. I'm not too worried about all that. Yeah. I wish we would have made the hundred, so, you know, then you could have to deal with it. I'm just kidding. That's fair. That's fair. I am kind of surprised we didn't make the hundred, to be honest, but doing the vents is kind of just, eh. Yeah, I mean, I think there is a bit of, like, RNG factor on, like, how how many servers get filled, how many instances are filled, because if you're on it in an instance where there's like 20 other people, then you're obviously not going to be clearing out those fences fast enough as, you know, an instance that has like 300 people, so. Yeah, because like if you, sometimes you show up events, there's like two people, and it's like, this is going to take a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, mainly my problem, I guess, is because I play super late at night, but what are you going to do? Oh, yeah, especially if you play super late at night. Yeah, there's, like, no one there. Um, So, yeah, there's all that going on, and uh, we got one more event to talk about, right? Yep, the last event for at least a little while, and that's the Witches Festival. And this, of course, is the yearly Halloween Fest comes... uh, you know, once a year, every year. And this year it's going to run from October 20th to November 2nd. 
So, you know, the usual pretty much full two weeks of it. And, you know, it's Plunder Skull time. You're going to get Plunder Skull containers. In addition to your regular wards uh, for killing pretty much like any boss, right, dog? Yeah. And, I mean, that's the best part. You go kill Delve bosses. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll get to the list. I don't need to read them off now. But that's just so cool. So They can contain some of the following items. You get a chance for one or more of the following items. Which tamed bear dog pet fragment? Which, let me tell you, that little dog is fantastic. If you don't have it yet, you are missing out. Definitely get that. Uh, alchemy reagents, a festival-themed furnishing or provisioning recipe, a festival-themed furnishing or a treasure, and then a chance for one of these items, a holojack-style item, dramora-style item, or a heap of gross, creepy items, i.e. fishing bait. So, so creepy. Yeah, just the creepiest. Creepy crawlies. All right, and then even better, each time you overcome a different type of boss for that first time each day, uh, you receive a special Jamora Plunder Soul that contains the above items in addition to these. You get a Jamora Motif Chapter, which depends on which type of boss you kill. So you have Arena, uh, Invasion, which is Dark Anchor, Herald Storm, Volcanic Vent, that kind of thing. Uh, Delve Bosses, Final Dungeon Bosses, Public Dungeon Bosses, and World Bosses. So that's six different Plunder Skull boxes. And you get uh, the Jamora Motif Chapter. And then a chance for one of the following. Uh, which is Festival Writ, which is pretty decent if you get a good uh, provisioning one. Uh, a Glenmoral Treasure Map or Glenmoral Armor Outfit style page. A Grave Dancer Weapon style page. And then a new Ghastly Visitation Memento Rune Box. And then new tradable style page for the Witch Mother Servant armor style. Because they love their new style pages. Yeah. No, I, I can't keep up with them anymore. I, can <laughs> I try. I try. It's hard, though. It's hard. So mainly the thing is, like, with the Dramora motif chapters that come from these special ones, like... Each one gives a certain piece, I believe, right? So it's like if you want the, you know, sword and the this, you got to do arena bosses, uh, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So if you're missing pieces, honestly, sure you could probably find them with your guildies or in guild traders. But if you want to farm yourself, you just got to do all the different uh, boss types each day. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they forgot one. I'm pretty sure this trial one though. There so is a trial one. There's supposed to be seven. Yeah. Yeah, so there are right. seven types. And yeah, usually the trial ones and the arena ones are like the more expensive ones because I mean both of the goes can take upwards of an hour. Yeah. Exactly. Especially the arena. Trial so, depends on which one you do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So this is your guys' chance to collect creepy. And even new event-specific rewards. So during the Witches Festival, and this is this is straight from the horse's mouth right here. During the Witches Festival, you can also acquire the daily quest titled "Plucking the Crow" by speaking with the Witch Mother Terma. 
located inside of Olive's Brewery and every impresario tent found throughout Tamriel. I love that they put the quest finder in the freaking tent. That's genius. The Crowborn Horror Dramora Plunder Skull is offered as a reward for completing this quest and provides a small chance to grant you a massive trove of tradable witch festival goodies instead of a regular plunder skull items, including 10 of the bear dog fragments, which is the, all you need to make the dog, the full style of the Dramora motif. Oh my god, they did this? This is so cool. A folio of all Glenmoral treasure maps. That's a ton. I was about to curse. That was so intense. Um, a ghastly visitation memento rune box. Okay. And a random witch mother's servant style page. Okay. Okay. I like that just for doing the intro quest. I can get down with that. I think it's a daily quest too. So. Ooh, really? I think so this is a good the, chance. Uh, I think this is a public, or not the public dungeon, the, uh, the crow boss quest what uh, that that they added last year oh the crow quest yeah, yeah, yeah. daily the crow quest daily yeah <laughs> the crowborn yeah which well, is i'm liking it pretty nice because i think before i don't i think you got like maybe one plunder school maybe i don't know it, it wasn't really worth it and now it they're making it worth it so that's cool yeah, I'm I'm just I'm really digging that. So uh what about as far as the impresario goes? Alright, well you can earn up to twenty-eight tickets uh throughout this event. Uh you can get all three of the Soul Fire Dragon Illusion Pet fragments and then the first fragment of the sacred hourglass of Alkosh furnishing. Oh wait, so I already missed the costume that I failed to get. Yeah. But it's okay, you can get it like at the end of the year, probably. Most likely. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe I'll pull that off. We'll see. Yeah. I want the house more, I think. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a furnishing. It's not even a house. Oh, there you go. Yeah, this is a furnishing. Yeah. Uh, you it's get the key. Cool, though, right? I mean, like, have you seen it? Uh, I have not seen it. I haven't looked at it. Uh, my guess is it's going to have, like, an orange glow because orange is spooky. And hey, man. Orange is uh, always been one of my very favorite colors. Probably top, you know, number one or two, honestly. So I'm down with that. Yeah. All right. You can also get the uh, Ghastly Visitation Memento, uh, Witch Mother's Servant Armor Style Pages, uh, Bone Dust Pigment, uh, the events, uh, event-specific furnishings, which you can get from the boxes. There's six of them that you can get. Uh, group of care, group repair kits, campaign and guild commendations, and witch's grab bag. And then additionally, the Impresario's colleague has the indirect stuff, so you can get the, you know, Nasic indirect, and then pure snow and crimson indirect berries, and the frostlight indirect pet, and the rose thorn indirect pet. There you go, guys. So that's what you're saving up your tickets for and earning tickets in this new events. You know, lots of events. Don't, you know, get yourself burned out. Take your time. Just enjoy it. Make it what it's worth. You know, have fun with it. Uh, Before we start the rest of the episode and get into our little break, though, I did want to say another little bit of news that I don't think we ever talked about. 
Right now, Elder Scrolls Online, if you live in the U.S. of A, uh, you can walk out into pretty much any store, I believe now at this point, and pick up a bag of Elder Scrolls Online Doritos, or a can of Elder Scrolls Online Rockstar. Dog, have you done this? No, I haven't seen him. So. You haven't seen him? Okay, well, so maybe... Although I haven't not. been looking either. It's It's been a little while since I've gone to a store, so... Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So, yeah, um, the ESO is on the spicy nacho Doritos, specifically. So each, you know, flavor Dorito has their own kind of specific game going on right now. It's a very cool promotion. It's for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Um, maybe Ultimate, I don't know, Xbox Game Pass at least. And uh, you get a free month of it if you're a new subscriber, you know. So, you know, if you have it, then, well... Sucks to be us, right? But uh, anyways, you could still get other cool stuff. So there's six different games you could get free in-game content for. Um, I'll just you know give you guys a list. Why not? PUBG, uh, Forza Horizon 5, Halo Infinite, Fallout 76, obviously Elder Scrolls Online. Ooh, man, there's one more, and I'm not going to remember it. Maybe it's Modern Warfare? I don't know. Is it Halo? I, I, I had Halo in there. Oh, you had Halo? Yeah, I don't know then. Yeah, but we got the good ones anyways. So, uh, there's a lot of cool little stuff you could get for our awesome, beloved game, Elder Scrolls Online. You could get the Karth Wolf uh, mount. It's like the gray wolf with like red kind of war paint along it. Super awesome mount. It's been given away at different times in different ways, so you might already have it, but if you don't, then this is a great way to get it for just the price of a Doritos bag. So the big thing, and I just wanted to shout this out because I think it's a really cool promotion, and I love that they're doing stuff like this. Plus, as I'm sitting here with my bag of Elder Scrolls Doritos right next to me, I can't say that it's just the coolest thing. To have uh, the game, you know, we love so much, be represented on, you know, the chips that I eat <laughs> on a normal basis. So it's really cool. I think that they should do more stuff like this if they have the opportunity. Clearly, um, this was something that went along with like Xbox and stuff. Probably, you know, them being a part of the Xbox, uh, um, you know, develop you know game developer team because bethesda is part of you know xbox now so that probably helped but regardless um you know yada yada i'm rambling now the big thing is that uh it's u.s only so europe all the european countries uh, don't seem to be getting these chips or sodas that sucks and um i not like really sure if you could like how many codes I could get or if you could only like redeem one code one time. But their website is like very generic. It's just a normal, um, you know, sweepstakes website. It just asks you for your email and your, um, your little codes from the bag of Doritos or the Rockstar. And it will tell you to choose which game you want and it'll send you the content for that. Now, it's, like, USA only for, like, the sweepstakes, because there's, like, a bigger sweepstakes on top of that where you, like, actually win physical stuff. 
which I'm assuming is like what makes it USA only. So I'm pretty sure that like we should be able to send out codes from Dorito bags to you know people in the EU and everything to be able to get this mount if you don't have it and you want it. Um, I was thinking about doing it through like giveaways and stuff, and like maybe if we get just a crazy amount of people asking, then I will have to limit it. You know, I can't just spend my entire paycheck on Doritos for you guys. Um, even though that would probably go viral too, you know, like dude mortgage house for Doritos. Um, so anyways, yeah, it's just kind of a thing that I was thinking, like, how can I, you know, help out these people that aren't able to, you know, redeem this opportunity. So I haven't tried it yet. I did reach out to some people who were saying that, uh, they, uh, weren't going to have the opportunity to do so to see if they've gotten, you know, that chance yet. And uh, if not, then I'll, once I confirm it works for sure that I could, you know, send other people just, you know, pictures of the codes of the Dorito bag and they can cash in, then I'll definitely, uh, if anyone needs help with it or anything, you know, I'll get a list going. And as I keep buying Doritos, then <laughs> I'll keep sending them out. Dog clearly is going to buy some Doritos too when he finds them. But um, yeah, so it's a really cool thing. Like I said, you might have them out. It's been given out uh, through a different couple ways. And it's also, I think, just been in the Crown Store. So like, you might have just got it if you liked it back in the day. So anyways, uh, that's just the cool thing going on right now. And uh, if you're not able to participate, then, hey, I might just uh, pick up a bag of Doritos on the way home for you. So there you go. Anyways, uh, yeah, that's the news for you guys. It's a, it's a lot of news. It's a lot of news, yeah. Dog, do you seem like more of a rock star guy than Dorito guy, honestly? Uh, Yeah, probably. I mean... I don't I don't like uh, nachos like nacho cheese or, or should, uh, sorry Doritos nacho cheese. Wow. Um, yeah. I'm more of a cool ranch guy. I think Even I don't like ranch. <laughs> See, uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's the uh, only thing that ranch is good for is cool ranch Doritos. Dude, the cool ranch Doritos are delicious. I can't yeah. blame you. But it's Madden uh, NFL <laughs> 23 or whatever. That's what reminded me of it because that's what's on the cool ranch bag. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah, yeah. But that's the thing too. Like, it's cool because you could buy. Um, it doesn't matter what bag you buy, what game is on it. You could redeem the code and then get a code for any of the six games. So, oh, all right. So I don't need to be like, all right, I need to get the Elder Scrolls one. I guess be like, all right, Cool Ranch Doritos <laughs> is best Doritos. So yes, you could still buy <laughs> Cool Ranch Doritos and get the Elder Scrolls online code. Yes. Cool. I don't have to try spicy nacho Doritos. Yes. <laughs> You're missing out, though, man. You're missing out. All right. So uh, before we keep getting crazier and crazier on nacho Doritos, uh, we do want to remind you guys that we are part of the one and only, oh, so wildly popular, now in a neighborhood near you, Robots Radio Podcast Network. It's an awesome thing. It's an awesome community. It's just uh, people who love making content uh, for people who love listening to content. I don't know, man. We're, it kind of feels like we, we've done 100 episodes now, and now I'm just rambling every time I talk. So, <laughs> um, 
I maybe I am. I don't know. Maybe that's what you guys want to hear. I don't know yet. But regardless, robotsradio.net has got all kinds of awesome shows, and you guys should definitely go give them some love, just like you do to us. Hey there, my name is Jameson or Big Cat. And I am Brenna or Mother Goose. And together we are the hosts of the DL Weekly Gaming News. Each week we bring you the top stories from last week as well as something you might have missed. Our goal is to start a conversation about what's going on in the world of gaming. And every week we have a special guest join us in the chat room where we discuss a different gaming related topic and learn more about our guests in the 60 second download. And if that isn't enough, we also have Slim Jims. So come and hang out with us every week and join in on the conversation. Good luck and have fun, everybody. And remember, keep your goose loose. All right, dogged. So we managed to make it through the news, as scary as that was. Yeah, we're probably halfway through the episode now. If not, if not further. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be a first for us in under a half hour's time. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not first, but first in a while. Our episodes have been long. So, anyways, we do have some CF information for you guys. So, we're going to cover a little bit about just the lore of the Sea Elves. You know, let's talk about these pirates, cover, uh, give you a little bit of fresher on them. And then uh, we're going to talk about Sea Elves in ESO. Just a little bit. We just got a little bit of fun for you guys, a little bit of TES October. Kind of fun stuff. I don't know. TES October is probably what it should be, but it's TESO for me. You know, it's ESO. So it, I will say it how it should be, but still, it's all about ESO. So, guys, here we go. Sea elves, dog. Where in the world do we start with these pirates? Well, I think we should just answer or ask a question, right? What are the sea elves? And then it we should answer like the second question. Place to start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, sea elves, you know, they're also known as the tropical elves, Pyandonians, and of course, their quote-unquote official term is the Maumer, or Mormer. I don't know how you want to say that, but I like Maumer better. I like Maumer. Um, yeah. Uh, but if you, yeah. Uh, but if you really want to make them mad, you can call them the fish elves. So. Ooh, dang, that sounds racist. <laughs> I, th- I think it was racist, yeah. <laughs> and they're very similar to the Altmer, but they have white, gray, or blue skin. And they and the Maumer Leviathans can have scales. So not all of them have scales, only big ones. Ooh, dang. So they've really, like, adapted to their, uh, you know, sea environments. Yeah, I thought they all had scales, so. I kind of thought they did, too. But yeah, you're right. I guess not. Now that I think about it, there's just some normal kind of looking ones. Yeah. And then, uh, according to legend, the Mormer leader King Orgnum was once a phenomenally wealthy Aldmer nobleman who used his finances to launch a rebellion against the powers of the land. He and his followers were banished to this place, separated from Aldmeris by an impenetrable, impenetrable mist, the Pyandonia, the Veil of Mist. This boundary proved so effective that the followers of Orgnum never again disturbed their former country mule in Aldmeris. 
which means that they weren't cursed like the Orsmer into the orcs or had terrible environmental changes like the snow elves into the former, which, you know, kind of what I thought happened to them, but no. Okay. I mean, environmental changes, like the snow elves got straight slapped into the former. <laughs> okay. They got forced into that. Oh, yeah. Like I said, terrible environmental changes. They were forced in a thing mm-hmm. and they adapted to their environment, which was, you know, brutal. They adapted to it by the dwarves being like, yeah, you can come in here. You know, I guess that's one way to adapt. You have death or blindness. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's pretty crazy. I wasn't um, like, I was not too familiar on their lore like i know like yeah they left the elves or whatever like there was a parting but i kind of thought they left from somerset so to know that they left from elden marius is even more interesting yeah uh they also reside on the island of Pyandonia, which is south of the somerset isles um they don't live underwater like how i thought uh so they're not <laughs> atlantean elves they're the malware the sea elves <laughs> Not I think Atlantis. it would have been cooler <laughs> for them to live underwater, honestly. Well, I, I, what, what are they called? The little big, the slows, they live underwater. So I thought they were like, oh, no, they're they like, don't. they don't, slows don't live underwater. No, they live on the island of Thras. <laughs> okay, well, what lives underwater then? <laughs> Just fish? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just fish. Isn't that some big disappointment? Oh, there's also sea monsters, right? I don't know what kind of sea monsters, but there's sea monsters that probably live under the water. Unless if they live on so. some random island called, like, Sea Monster Island. Sea Monster Isle. Well, you never know. We might be about to put the Ascendant Lord underwater. Oh! Yeah, maybe. Probably not, though. <laughs> You never know. But yes, dog, only fish live under the sea, okay? Okay. Until they make Elder Scrolls 6, and it's all about sea monsters. (laughs) Whales. Yeah, whales are not fish, they're mammals. So That's true. They're also under the sea. Yeah. Uh, They also train uh, reef vipers to keep around as pets or for attacking, because, you know, reef vipers are cool. Until they're not cool, and they attack you. Well, they don't attack them, apparently. They're just like... Yeah. But they attack they me. Well, yeah, they would attack me, too. They sound freaking mean, honestly. Yeah. Uh, they are believed to be able to use snake magic to tame sea serpents. You know, I know I got sea serpents from somewhere. Uh, and water, air, and lightning magic. And they're able to summon storms to attack ships or coasts and storm match in any shapes. And they can create hurricanes. Which I guess makes them the biggest Scorpions fans in all of Tamriel. Why? Why? Yeah. Because they rock them like a hurricane. Oh my god. I literally thought, like, <laughs> the little scorpions on the ground is like, why do they care about that? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> Nothing Only you do with the actual scorpions. Straight yeah. over my head, man. <laughs> yeah, you totally walked right into that. I was just going to be like, all right, just say that little thing there and then just move on. You're like, no, what's this? <laughs> well, what's up, dog? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was smooth. All right, so yeah, there you go, guys. Uh, that's a that's a good little start on the, the Maumer there. So the Meowmer, if they were you know catfish people. So, anyways, that, well, well, that's too many. That's high elf Kaji and Argonian. That's it's that's uh, too much. There was uh, quite the party going on that night. <laughs> <laughs> so. They really, really want to take over Somerset because they hate the Almer. Like, you might think that you hate the Almer. Like, wow, these racist high elves, I hate them. But nah, like, these guys hate them like 10 times more than you thought you hated the Almer. So, the last documented appearance of the Maumer was in three, the third era 110, year 110. In the third era, year 110, in the War of the Isle, the united alliance of the kings of Somerset and Antiochus Septum, combining the imperial fleet and the royal navies of the Somerset Isle, together with the magical powers of the Sigil Order, succeeded in destroying the Pyndonian Armada. Wow, it took all of them to destroy that fleet. Like, that's amazing. It was said that the storm brewed by the Sigics of Arteum annihilated Orgnum's fleet that was never again able to muster together enough of a force to dare another battle. And those the Sigics. Like, they just <laughs> ruined stuff. They just had to show up and just do whatever they want. Yeah, they're the reason why Skyrim happened with the uh, Balmor. That and the Empire. So really, it's their fault, too. Yeah, I believe that. They should have uh, just let uh, the Malmor to finish off the Somerset Isle uh, High Elves, because then the Thalmor wouldn't happen, right? But they all messed up. Uh, so at the very beginning, we kind of mentioned uh, King Orgnum, who is like the Malmor leader and such. So now we're going to go into a little bit more about him. King Orgnum is a deathless wizard who seemingly grows more youthful by the century. So he's doing some weird type of magic, I guess. Um, he's also said to be the serpent god of the Sadakao. And under Orgnum, uh, the Malmor identity and culture is defined by the goal of capturing the Somerset Isles and hatred for the Altmer. Uh, this to the extent ha that, that it has been described as practically all the Malmor live for, live for. So, yeah, that would explain why the Malmor really want to take over Somerset and hate the Altmer. It's because that's what their culture is defined by. So that's an interesting culture that King Ornum created, but... They did get their, you know, behinds handed to them and kicked out of all mirrors. You know, unfortunately, though, King Orgnum may have been right, though, you know. You know, he probably was. The house was crazy. Yeah. Honestly, though, how 
just absolutely dope of a sentence is this. He is a deathless wizard who seemingly grows more youthful by the century. He finally, he finally found a youth, you know? It's in Pindonia. He's pretty much so. Benjamin Button, but at a very slow pace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm in love with this dude, though. He sounds like just a total awesome guy. I would love to see him sometime in ESO. I think we should go visit Orgnum. I think we should see Pyndonia, man. Take us on the boats. Yeah, the uh, the Malmore live in Pyndonia clan-based society. And he can go see why they hate, you know. He can go find out more about their culture. Because I, I feel like their culture isn't just kill Altmer, capture Somerset Isles. Like, there's got to be at least a third option there, you know. That's just probably what the outside perceives them as, mostly, I would think. Probably, you know, yeah, probably has to do with Ohio, the Thalmor. Because, I mean, how many people are going to see Pyndonia anyways, honestly? Who knows? Probably just merchants. Probably not even that. Yeah, true. So, if you're looking to get a glimpse yourself at some of these uh, sea elves, we've got some info for you. So, in ESO, they are often encountered in groups, part of the Pyndonian Armada, as the Sea Vipers and Storm Sharks, or as pirate groups, including the Blue Venom, Dreadsails, Keel Cutters, and Wake Walkers. Uh, I was going to say, I don't even know what a wake walker is, but it's just a a group of <laughs> sea vipers, right? Sea elves. Yeah. Sea vipers, yeah, okay, there you go. Yeah, sea vipers. Is... The sea vipers is the one I know for sure, because uh, yeah. I grew up uh, a yellow. Yeah. yeah. I know what the dread sills are, you know, they're uh, in high aisle. Yeah, there you go, I know those ones. I think keel cutters is from a dungeon. Either Tempest Island or the yeah I think Tempest Island maybe, but uh yeah, uh you can also encounter the CLs in Carnarthas Roost, uh Oridon, Green Shade, you know Bob's the Yellow, or Bob used to be a Yellow right, uh <laughs> Somerset, Hughes Bane, Southern Elsewhere, Blackwood, and High Isle in ESO. Now, that's all well and good, but. It seems like, for the most part, we're talking about CLs that we can go kill. So, are there any friendly CLs we go talk to, Doc? Yeah, there's actually two of them in the uh, Dragon Guard. They're called Brianne and Tuniel. They show up after 12 uh, Dawn Guard quests. Not Dawn Guard. Dragon Guard quests. And that's for Southern Elsewhere, right? Yeah, Southern Elsewhere. But you don't really get to talk to them. They they just show up. They're like, yeah, we're CEOs. We're there. And oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people that are there that you can't really talk to. They're just some of them. Uh, there's the Sea Keep in Somerset, and you come across uh, Castire, who her whole quest is that she fell in love with an Altmer, and it's like a long quest, and you should do it. And it sounds really cool from like the stuff that I was reading about it, so. Aw, oh, love has no borders. Yeah. 
Next up, we have a Boz Landing, which is in the Hughes Bane zone. Uh, there is a uh, Nori Sar. Uh, he offers a good amount of information with the city, and he gives an interesting take on the Thieves Guild. So talking to him is kind of good. Ooh, man, that would be interesting to visit Pyandonia and see their Thieves Guild. Yeah, although I don't think there is one, unfortunately. But... Really? You don't think they, the Dark Brotherhood and Thieves Guild extend their reach to Pyandonia? No, I don't. Wow. Maybe <laughs> Dark was... Brotherhood, maybe. but mm. Dark Brotherhood is everywhere, man. We know. Yeah. And then uh, there's also a lot of filler elves in the region that aren't very interesting. Um, you have a Turowen, which is a member of Captain Avani's crew. You have Umar, which is a sailor that can be seen gabbling. There's uh, four commoners, two beggars, a mage, and also an outlaw just walking the streets. Or begging in wherever they beg. So, nothing too cool with them. Mm. with those few they're just you know filler NPCs pretty much is that still in Abba's Landing yeah yeah all that's in Abba's Landing well you know that kind of makes sense because that's uh, you know they're pirates so that's definitely like a pirate town you would think yeah but you know sea elves are great pirates you know they they control water which is you know very impressive they have good Armada, which you know makes mass pirating even better. So, yeah, they can summon any size storm Adrenog. Mm-hmm. Like when and... you specify any size, that means that thing is gonna be freaking huge. <laughs> yeah, pretty insane. All right, we have a few more locations here. We have a uh, Coral Cliffs, which is the High Isle Delve. You come across Niladel, Maliaya. And Trisinia. I think that's how you say those names. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you do that during the High Isle quest, so... Or the high, that High Isle Delve quest. Uh, and then there's a couple more. Actually, there's a few in Canarthai's Roost, because... Uh, well, a lot of them you see in Mistral, and... They're somewhat friendly, but once you do the like the main quest in that zone, they leave because, well, quest reasons really. And then lastly, we have uh, in Kenarthai's Roost, Eagle Shan Tower. You have Ensign Kraliel, Kraliel, yeah, and he is the source of the rain inside the tower. Which that one, I was like, oh, I know what tower they're talking about. Because it's the only tower with the little rain puddle inside of the tower. I never understood why. But apparently he's the source of it. Because he controls water. Probably be a pirate, too. Sounds like a pretty safe bet. Yeah. But uh, that kind of wraps up all of the friendly Malmer in ESO that you can come across. Yeah, so uh, it looks like that's going to be about it for our CEO's episode. Thank you guys for stopping by. We hope uh, you learned a little about the CEO's because we know we did. And if you really want to go see some of the ESO, there's plenty of locations for you to do that. 
Super awesome. Now, uh, that's going to do it for us for the week, honestly. So, Dog, where can the people find us? All right, you can find us on Twitter of the at Red Diamond Cast. Uh, you can find us on Facebook of the Red Diamond Courier. You can find us on our ESOPC or Xbox Guild of Airs of the Red Diamond, which you can join on the Robots Radio Discord found on robotsradio.net. And if you check our show notes, you can find links to all our awesome stuff, like our music producer, ESO-Hub.com, radio, robotsradio.net, all kinds of awesome, awesome stuff. Plus, if you leave us a five-star review on Apple, we will shout it out if there's words. And if you leave it on Spotify, I will write home to my mom and tell her we're amazing. Now, Dog, where can they find you? All right, yeah, you can find me on Xbox, Twitter, and ESOPC, all of at DogBark24. And if you want to catch me anywhere, it's me, Bob underscore Chinsky, Xbox, ESO, Twitter, and Twitch. Come hang out, me and Dog. Come play some scrolls. Come get a uh, Doritos mount, you know? So, we hope you guys have a great week. Thanks for hanging out with us again. We'll be back with some more TESO October uh, fun next week. Yep, have a good one. Peace. enjoy being optimistic about bad movies? Or do you enjoy at least trying to figure out where someone worked really hard on a bad movie? Well, we've got the podcast for you. New to Robots Radio, we represent Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. Each week, we look at two movies that did really badly critically, but we try to find the good in them. And we have segments such as What Could Have Saved It? And Would You Watch It Again? If you're there on a Saturday night, you want to watch a bad movie, but you're not sure if it's like good bad or bad bad, or if you should even bother, give us a listen. You can find us on Robots Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please come and say hi. We love you already. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye.